0: Hello there everyone, welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast where we not only teach you how to make money while traveling the world, but how to be a better dad, a better husband, and raise a better family, whether while you're traveling or no matter where you are in the world. And uh, that's what we're doing, (laughs) trying to be the best dad possible, uh, trying to uh, be the best husband possible, and trying to raise the best possible family. And uh, one of my great passions is of course daddyblogger.com, my website and blog, and one of the things I love to do on my show is interview fellow dads. And uh, just before this episode, I actually had a chance to talk to our guest. And oh man, just in the five minutes we chatted, we were like, oh, we have that in common. We are that in common. We're definitely kindred spirits. So our guest today, his name is Matt Woodrum, and he is the founder of wrestling with fatherhood and it's not like wwe tag team wrestlemania type wrestling it's more about that inner wrestle about uh being the best dad you can be and uh you know i i definitely have gone through the wrestle uh, on a constant basis like am i doing the best i can am i uh you know spending enough time with my kids so I, i'm sure any everyone who's listening watching can relate uh, to some degree with the wrestle to be a better parent um, so, we're going to be talking all about that journey to be a better dad in terms of the love language and how that can apply to fatherhood, personal development and how you can develop yourself to be a better dad, values, goals, dreams, uh, coaching and speaking, uh, homeschooling and so much more. So, super excited for our guest today, Matt. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on, Matt. Uh, so, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? Why don't you share a little bit about yourself? about your family, and a little bit more about the business you've created called Wrestling with Fatherhood.
1: Of course. So the, the, you know, I learned a long time ago that we need to take our story and we need to take our story and make it into our testimony. And so a little bit about myself is that when I was four years old, I was adopted. I was placed in a foster home when I was two uh, because of abuse and neglect. Anything that you can put under that umbrella, really happened to me. And so my dad, the man that I called dad at seven years old, he kind of took off uh, because of a failed business. Uh, my mom married my stepdad when I was 12. He was a great Christian man. Uh, we just didn't really connect in the way that I thought a, a, a dad and a son should connect. And so through a lot of different failures, uh, of course, this is a, like the, the 30,000 foot view. Uh, through a lot of different failures in life, I, <clears throat> I ended up meeting my wife. And my wife told me the very first day, very first day I told her, Hey, I'm a failure. I'm not someone that you need to get mixed up with because you are, you're a success. You're doing great in school. You're doing great in life. You haven't had a lot of different failures. And she said the one of the best things that I've ever heard. And that was that, Hey, you know what? Everyone fails at different times and they have different failures one of my big failures at that time was school. And she said, everyone learns differently. Anyone who talks to you for five minutes can tell that you're an intelligent and passionate person. And that really excelled me and pushed me into where I'm at now, where I have my associate's degree. I have my bachelor's degree. I've been married now for 10 and a half years. I have three beautiful daughters, uh, Leyland, who is five, Carissa, who is three, and a uh, about seven, seven and a half week old baby girl named Naya. And so being able to understand that those stories, that those failures uh, are, are are now my past. I've been able to move forward and excel. I've been able to get my bachelor's degree in counseling, study psychology, and just absolutely love it. Uh, and so my dream or where I'm at now is that I started this wrestling with fatherhood specifically for men. I'm uh, really kind of aimed at myself for men who don't understand where they're at, men who believe that they are a failure, men who believe that they can't do anything better. Maybe they were brought up without a dad, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally or spiritually, that as men that we can, we are absolutely uh, able to be the best dad possible.
0: Love it. Love it. And thank you for sharing the backstory there. Uh, you know, uh, definitely people uh, will be able to connect there when you share about your, your stories. And like you said, uh, your story is your uh, testimony and your pain becomes your purpose. and uh, The mess becomes the message. The test becomes the testimony. Uh, so I can definitely relate there because I grew up, um, my parents divorced. I didn't have a good father figure as well. And I wrestled when I was going to get married and if I was going to be a good husband, if I was going to be a good dad, if I was going to get divorced, uh, um, if I was going to be and father figure so there's definitely a wrestle within my own journey to being a dad um, as well so I can definitely relate to you there so tell us a little bit about how um, you view a fatherhood and how do you feel um, you can overcome the wrestles you're not always in this uh, hashtag dad guilt so you can be the best dad possible what are your thoughts and insights (laughs) into being the best possible version of, of a dad
1: Yeah, definitely. So, right after my wife and I got married, uh, I was working event security in Nashville. And while I was working event security, I was walking around and I really started thinking about what it took to become and to be a great dad uh, to my own kids. When I had kids, whether that's through adoption, whether that's through, you know, biologically having them. And what I really came up with is this idea is that the only way I was going to be able to become a great, passionate father myself is that I had to understand this principle of forgiveness. And so I had to come to this point where I had to say, okay, you know what? My dad made a lot of mistakes, but I need to forgive him. And Ricky, one of the great points that I like to make here is that when I say I forgive my dad, that is not saying that, hey, everything that my dad did was all right. My dad was not perfect. My dad was not, uh, you know, my dad did make mistakes. And those mistakes are not all right. However, when I say I forgive my dad, I simply say that I give up my right to get even with him. I give up my right to, uh, to, to to stay mad at him. You see, a lot of times when we don't forgive, when we forget about forgiveness, when we forget about this idea of forgiveness, uh, a lot of times when we hold grudges, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. You see, forgiveness is so much more about ourselves so that we can get over those hurdles. And so forgiving my dad was one of the first things that I did that was able to give me from point A to point B in my own life. Uh, let alone, you know, being able to pour into my children's lives. The second thing that I did is when I found out that my wife was pregnant with our first daughter, uh, I actually went to the, the grave site. My, my dad actually, uh, unfortunately he took his life back in 2001. Um, and I went to the grave site and I kind of just poured out my feelings and, and, uh, you know, kind of where I was at in life, and and just told him how I felt about everything. And from that point on, uh, I, I completely understood that this weight of having a hurtful father was off my shoulders, and so I had completely and truly forgiven him and given that uh, and given that part of my life over over to God as as I'm a believer. Just kind of gave it completely over to God. And in giving it over to God, I was able to uh, I, I was able to, I was able to understand my own purpose in my children's lives and become the best father that I can be.
0: So definitely an important principle there of uh, forgiveness and uh, that's something I've actually wrestled with speaking of wrestling with and I'm sure a lot of people wrestle with that notion of forgiveness and what do you mentioned like it's obviously not uh, making the actions right and you know people have gone through major issues like rape or incest or, um, you know, like divorce and things like that. And they really struggle with uh, um, holding bitterness and um, resentment. So what are your thoughts on how, how do you forgive? It's not just words, right? There's, uh, it has to be something deeper than I forgive you, mom. I forgive you, dad. Or I forgive you, ex-spouse or ex-husband or ex-wife. Uh, tell us about how you go from it just being words to being a deep, real, authentic uh, state of forgiveness. Yeah, definitely. So, uh,
1: my dad left when I was seven. When I went and vented, I'll call it at the at the cemetery. Uh, it took, you know, that, that's probably about two decades worth of time. Uh, when I was seven, I knew that that's something that I needed to do. Obviously, I wasn't developed enough. I didn't understand this idea of forgiveness. So, for me, it was when I was walking around doing event security at that time. I looked up and, and I said the first thing I said was, Hey God, you know, help me to to forgive my dad. And I said the words, hey dad, I forgive you. You know, obviously saying that and meaning it and actions are two separate things. The one thing that I really did that that really helps is that when I went to his, his cemetery is going to the person and letting them know what it was that, that they did was wronged. Uh, I had the opportunity, the privilege of doing some prison ministry uh, recently uh, when I lived in Missouri. I did prison ministry for four years. And One of the things that we would tell people that were in prison is one of the best things that you can do to forgive somebody is to write them a letter. Help them to understand how it was that they wronged you. Go back to that place and say, hey, this is how you wronged me. This is what you did to me. This is this is. This is what that action that you did to me and how it felt. And when you write that letter, take it and say, hey, person, I forgive you. And like that le- uh, letter on fire, you don't actually give that letter to the person, but you're able to get those emotions and those feelings out. And when you get those emotions, and those feelings out, you kind of hand those feelings over. And then when you burn it, it's as if it, you are – you're throwing, you're not throwing it away. You're not saying it's all right. You're not saying, you know, you, you learn from your hurts and your mistakes, but you're actually, it's kind of a, a, a symbol of you giving those that, that, that feeling and that pain over. Uh, and I, again, I use that to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm giving to you, God. And you know God, you take those and, and you do those to those what what you wish that person is is yours, and I know that you love them. I know you love them a lot, um, and so those would be the, uh, the the big things that I would recommend for forgiveness. It, it's uh, it, you know it's it's one of those things where you have to lay the groundwork, and then once you lay the groundwork, you go and you add another layer to it, and as you're taking these small steps forward, you grow in that that journey of forgiveness. And before long, you're going, you you've got your entire house built and that, that person that you need to forgive is, you, you know, you're willing to forgive them. And, and at that point you're able to move on.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, what you've suggested is a very practical strategy about catharsis and uh, letting it go. And, uh, If you don't feel comfortable actually giving it to that person then light it on fire let it go and leave it uh, in the past Uh, so yeah I love that uh, strategy there so one of the things uh, you're passionate about is not only getting to a point of forgiveness but actually helping dads and men in particular find their values their goals their dreams living on purpose with intention Tell us about that. How does that look like when you actually uh, boil it down to the nits, the nuts, and bolts?
1: Yeah. So as men, we have this perception of ourselves that we go when we work, and then when we get home, it's time to sit down and watch the ball game. And so those—that's not how you build a foundation. That's not how you build your strengths. A lot of times, as men, we forget that. Hey, you know, we're we're awesome at things other than work. And so when that happens. When we understand that we're, we're good at these other things, uh, we can start putting those and understanding our own value. And so, one of the things that I do and finding people's strengths is I do some different personality te- uh, tests. Uh, I do some different, you know, Myers Briggs. I do some of these different tests. That way, we can understand exactly who you are. If we understand that you're an outgoing person, uh, for example, you're an extrovert. Uh, extrovert simply means that when you're, when your body as the gas tank kind of gets empty, being around other people kind of really fills you up and it helps you to, uh, to energize is a, a good word for it. And so if we understand that you're an extrovert and that you energize by going around people, then the best thing that we can do to help strengthen you is to get you around other people. It's to put you around people, at, you know, maybe that's a church, maybe that's a, a ball game to, to get you around to other people to help you to serve those. Once we understand that we all have these strengths that we can, uh, that, that we are important, we can go on and we, we get to the value. And then value is simply saying, hey, you know what? I know that I am important to my family. I know that I am irreplaceable to my family. And as men understand their own value and their own strengths, as men, we're gonna be able to pour those into our children. We're going to be able to tell our little sons, our our daughters, that they are strong, that they have talents, that they are worth, that they that they're worth it. And then, as our daughters grow up, if they understand that they're worth it, they're going to be able to accomplish whatever they put in front of them. They're going to be able to become those big CEOs of companies that, uh, you know, that they think that there's a glass ceiling on. Our little boys, when they understand that they're valued, when they understand that they're strong—not physically strong, but heart strong. They're going to be able to go and, and and they're going to be able to, you know, accomplish and, and and do whatever it is that they want to. And when we understand as a people that 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 we're strong and that we're all valuable, we're going to have, uh, you know, our, our sons are going to have this respect for the women that are in their lives. Likewise, our, our, the women that are in our lives are going to have respect for their sons. And you see, I, be, I personally believe that the way uh, – to to make the world a, a better place is to start with the dads. If we as dads understand our own awesome responsibility
0: to our families, then we can change the world. Yes, exactly. That's uh, one of my big philosophies, too. Changing the world one day at a time. Uh, if you build strong dads, you build strong families. If you have strong families, you have strong societies. Strong societies equals strong world. Broken world starts with the dad. I uh, totally agree there. So uh, tell us about how people can develop the sense of value, worth, esteem. A lot of people struggle, and it might not be overt. Uh, they might not say that they struggle with confidence and like worthiness and deservability. But it will show up in terms of their struggles or in terms of the uh, their way they're uh, showing themselves to their families, to their communities, to the world. So how do you develop the sense of worth and value?
1: I believe that that starts with understanding what we're strong about. Every single man has strengths. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And a part of understanding our own values, understanding uh, where is it that we are strong? Where is it that we are passionate? Where is it that we can make that small differences? Uh, so one of the, the awesome things about being a dad for me is, is because I, I do a lot of homeschooling, I can get down on the floor and I can play with my girls. And I can understand that everything that I say and everything that I do absolutely matters in my children's lives. And so I'm very careful to make sure that I hug them when I wake up, when I go to bed, tell them that I love them, tell them that I'm passionate about them. And so uh, one of the ways that we can get value ourselves is, is understanding um, that, you know, understanding that importance that we do bring to our, our, our families. Uh, our daughters, they care about everything that we say and everything that we do. They also care about everything we don't say and everything that we don't do. And so if we miss that time to say, hey, I love you, they, they understand that they notice that. They understand, hey, you know what? There's something more important that daddy's more concerned about than showing us that he loves. One of the best examples I ever heard about this on on understanding your own value as a man is when you tell your daughter that that she's beautiful. Our little girls come to us and they they have a a brand new dress on, and hey, daddy, aren't I beautiful, aren't I beautiful? Mm. And so many times it's so easy for us men to go, oh, wow, you're beautiful in that dress. Mm. And what we don't understand, it, 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 and this is how valuable our words are. This is how important our words are. Mm-hmm. We don't understand that when we tell a girl that, we're telling our girls that their outer appearance is what's important. So one of the things that I love to do when one my, of my five-year-old comes up and says, Daddy, don't I look beautiful in this dress? I say, sweetie, you make that dress look beautiful. One of the oh, things that we oh, can do very <laughs> uh, one of the things that, that uh, as men we can do is we can compliment our daughters on their talents. We can compliment our daughters on their artwork. We can compliment our daughters on the awesome work that they're doing. And we can put that focus on something else other than physical beauty. And so when men come up and they tell me, hey, like, I, I just I don't feel valuable the the daughter in address is just one example of how your words not somebody else's not another dad not another dad to another child but your words how much they matter to your daughters and not only to our daughters but they absolutely matter to our sons as well that, you know one of the first and best experiences a, a boy can have with their their dad is playing ball just throwing a ball back and forth and, and improving that skill and if they don't have that you know, such as myself, I didn't have that. I remember seeing other boys that were playing ball back and forth with their dad and I felt like I missed something huge. Not because throwing ball a ball back and forth is is the world or you know it has some some awesome uh, particular meaning, but because that is an experience that I didn't have with with my dad. And so everything that we say, everything that we do, uh absolutely matters in our children's lives. And men, if you're listening you're insanely valuable to your children you everything that you say and everything that you do that it matters you're building up the house of your children's foundation for the rest of their life
0: well you've definitely challenged me because uh next time my daughter comes up to me she's actually 6 and uh, she asks me that question all the time and I'm going to rephrase what I say to the way you just express that you make the dress beautiful uh, you make uh, um, you know everything beautiful so I love that I love that flip uh, uh, just the small tiny uh, words can make such a powerful impact so thank you for that definitely so one of the areas you're passionate about is this whole five love languages and of course it's a famous uh, New York Times uh, best-selling book by Gary Chapman uh, words of affirmation acts of service uh, physical touch quality time, um, et cetera. So you uh, have incorporated this specifically for fathers. Tell us about how uh, these love languages can be applied to us dads and moms. Yeah, definitely. So when we take a look at the the five love languages, and
1: I love the five love languages because it says that not everybody experiences love the same. And I could not agree more with that. For some people, it's words of affirmation, and if you don't know a lot about words of affirmation, words of affirmation are simply saying, uh, you know, different things like, "Wow, I love the way that you did blank. I love the way that you did, you know, this or that. I I, I love that you're so passionate about a, a, a certain subject. It's it's affirming whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, gifts. Uh, a lot of people get this confused. It's not about the gift itself, but it's about understanding that somebody was thinking about you while they were out doing something, acts of service, cooking a meal, washing dishes, uh, you know, quality time is taking some uh time maybe away from the TV and away from stuff and just spending that quality time. Uh and then physical touch can be, you know, holding hands, hugging, uh a kissing. Of course if if you know you're hanging out with your children, yeah, you know, there's some of those things you don't wanna uh, uh be doing but uh so yeah these are these are so important when it comes to marriage and when it comes to your children they they're important to your marriage because uh, I believe when you look at my priority lists the very first thing is God the very first thing is my faith in God the very first thing is is my relationship with God the next one down is my wife uh, it is not my kids it is my wife and uh you know the five langu- love languages help me to show her that she means the world to me, that she is my, that that she is my better half, that she is my other half, that she is a part of my team, uh, to raise children. I believe that, uh, one of the best ways to combat fatherlessness, fatherlessness, uh, is to put marriages back together, to not only put marriages back together, but, uh, as men to, to, to be there for our wives. And so along with that, the five love languages can also help you to, uh, to, to really improve that relationship with your children. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, it, it seems easy that when we go up and we say, hey, you know, I I, I love you, you know, we think that that's enough. But just for some people, it's not, you know, some girls or, or boys, they need that quality time. So they need that one on one father time, uh, so that you can take them out on on daddy daughter dates, they need you to take them out on on, you know, daddy son dates. Uh, not only that, but you know, some people, you know, their love language is uh, gifts. And so they understand that gifts is simply saying that actions speak louder than words. And so I was thinking about you while I was off doing something else. You know, I was taking a trip and I thought of you. That's how important you are. Uh, sometimes it's physical touch. So curling up on the couch and just putting your arm around your daughter and, and letting her know that uh, she is absolutely the world. Uh, you know, she is your world. It is one way. So we can use those five love languages to pour into our wives. uh, uh, For the wives that are listening, pour into our husbands, uh, and also to pour into all of our kids and let them know that, you know, we don't just say that I love you, but we practice it. Actions here speak louder than words.
0: Yes, uh, love uh, is definitely a verb, not just a noun. you got to act, not just speak it. Um, So in terms of um, uh, your current business, you're doing coaching, speaking, you have a podcast uh, all about wrestling with fatherhood. A lot of the topics we've covered here today. Tell us about the podcast. Uh, You know, uh, I love uh, featuring and focusing and uh, supporting our fellow podcasting friends. Tell us about when did you start the podcast? uh, What kind of topics have you covered so far? And a little bit more about the journey as a fellow podcaster
1: yeah so I absolutely love podcasting, and I actually set up my podcast as uh, for the audience to be myself. and what I mean by that is that as somebody who grew up without a dad, I wanted to see what these other men were doing and what they were doing right. As somebody who is the, the father of three girls, I wanted to make sure that I was raising my three girls to have the confidence, the faith, the the strength, the value, the goals, the dreams, uh, so that my girls could accomplish whatever they want in the world. And so what I went out and did is I started talking to a couple of my friends, and I said, hey, man, like, can you guys come and, and be on my podcast? And so we've covered everything from uh, the love languages is, is a topic that, that frequently comes up to... Uh, again, goals, dreams, values, and uh, you know that type of stuff. Uh, we've covered. Um, well, we've covered how to. There was one podcast that I absolutely love, where this gentleman, his name's Tommy, uh, where he at the beginning of the month sets out to where he spends an individual hour uh, with each one of his children, and he spends you know an individual hour away from the children with his wife. And so he ends up spending about forty hours specifically with his family every month, and I love that idea. I love that concept. Uh, I've talked to a number of different people. I talked to William Hung of the uh, the American Idol uh, fame, uh, the the Shubangs guy. Uh, and he was absolutely awesome. I, I love talking to him about dreams. And, and when people, and, and particularly your family, don't believe in your dreams, how do you keep pushing forward with those dreams? How do you keep on accomplishing your dreams? Uh, I've talked to uh, a gentleman by the name of Chad Jeffers, uh, Carrie Underwood's lead guitar player, uh, about the same thing. How do you go and how do you accomplish your dreams? And so there's a good variety of different topics that I talk about. Uh, and specifically how men can be better dads how they can pour into their children and how they can help their children uh, Understand their strengths their values their dreams and their goals
0: Awesome, and I'm gonna be on that show as well soon So I'll have the link to uh, my episode uh, down below so you'll be able to listen to that one uh, So one of the questions I always uh, love to ask my guests to conclude our show is the future uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about your past, what you're currently doing. So now let's cover a little bit of your vision. I mean, you talked about dreams and goals. So what are your dreams, goals, and visions for the future for yourself, your family, your business, and more?
1: Well, I, I actually have this, this, this massive goal and this massive dream. Um, when I worked in the prison system, I found out that 88% of the men and women that are in prison grew up without a father figure or a good male role model. Most of the time when you look at, and, and I live in the United States, most of the time when you look at the United States and you see uh, poverty, it's because most of the people there did not have a great dad or a good male role model. And so a lot of the problems that I see in the United States and, and, and around the world come from this lack of fatherhood. And so what do I want to do? My dream is to put a father in every single home. My goal, my dream is to put a dad in every single Uh, uh, school like I I want to you know I want a mom and a dad to be able to go to the PTA meetings I want a mom and a dad to be able to go to the ball games I want a mom and a dad to be able to support their children I believe that in putting a dad back in the home and for a dad to understand their own value that we can put a dad back in the home and is if we put a dad back in the home we uh we we take out the the prison system We put the prison system out of business. Massive goal. I know. Poverty. We put dads back in the home. We end the poverty level. We put dads back in the home. You know, the, the one thing that, uh, you know, and thank the good Lord I don't get into politics, but when we put dads back in the home, we get better politicians. We get politicians that have this, this, this value for family. And Value for their sons value for their daughters, and they have this attitude of pushing people to succeed And so when we put dads back in the homes a little bit about what you said earlier When we change our our lives we change our community when we change our community we change our city when we change our city We change our state when we change our state we change our country when we change our country we change our world and uh, I absolutely love that. And uh, so, I mean that 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 is my goal. Is I want to change the world. I want I want to make an impact. I want this world to be a world where my daughters are not afraid to date. As a man who has a five year old and a three year old, and and you know one that's a little less than two months old, I don't want my girls to be to be afraid of the dating world. Mm. I don't want them to to go to college to to, to be scared of the different things that can happen there. I want to bring this world to a place where we understand everyone's value, when we understand that you're valuable. I don't care what your background is, I don't care what your culture is, I don't care how you were raised, I don't care what your family life looked like, I don't care how many kids you've got, I don't care what your religion is, what your ethnic background is. I wanna live in a world where everyone understands their own value. For we understand that we were all created for a purpose. And when we understand that, we can make this world such a phenomenal place to live.
0: Amen to that, my friend. I definitely uh, love your vision. Woo, and give me shivers. (laughs) Just hearing you. Uh, Yeah, I definitely uh, wanna help you. Uh, make that vision a reality Uh, so yeah thank you for sharing and uh, you know if people wanted to do rally alongside and you know uh, if they can uh, you know um, if they felt the same sense of like okay I love what Matt was saying I want to be a part of it and I want to make this vision of a better world and uh, uh, having everyone have the sense of worth and value and desirability. how can they do that how can they connect Uh, how can they listen to your podcast how can they get coaching and support from you
1: yeah, definitely. So my my podcast is Wrestling with Fatherhood. Uh just spelled out uh Wrestling with Fatherhood. My website is uh, you can go to mattwoodrum.com. That's M-A-T-T-W-O-O-D-R-U-M uh, dot com. Uh, and uh, that will automatically forward you to uh, to my website. Um, I'm on Facebook, feel free to shoot me a a friend request. I have a Facebook group called wrestling with fatherhood. Uh, if you Google wrestling with fatherhood, uh, that first full page is, is the last time I checked was, was all my stuff. So I would love for you to come and connect with me and,
0: and, and, uh, see how we can change this world that we live in. Let's make it happen. Uh, So I'll have those links below uh, to Matt's website, mattwarden.com, and, of course, wrestlingwithfather.com for the blog and podcast and uh, the Facebook group, social media, and more. So, Matt, uh, thank you, my friend, and uh, it's great to chat with you, and I look forward to connecting again soon. Uh, Sounds like a plan, Ricky. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode where we love chatting with fellow dads. And if you're a fellow dad, if you want to be featured on our show, Yeah, reach out and we'd love to feature you as well. So thanks everyone and we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode.